Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. You're listening to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love, and live God's word. My name is Tara, and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week, we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep, encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of his word so that you can live for him more. Are you ready, friend? Let's get into it. I may be a little biased, but I think this episode is extra special, friend. And the reason why is because I have my brother, yes, you heard it right, my brother Lee, on the show today. We have been wanting to record an episode for a long time, but we're finally doing it. And I'm really excited about the word that God has put on Lee's heart. Lee is um, kind of does a little bit of everything, but one of the things I love about him most is his love for the Lord and also just how fiery he is about God's word and speaking and teaching and his just his involvement in our church. So without further ado, I'm going to keep this short and simple. Please make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening. Take a screenshot of this episode, share it to your Instagram, share it to your social, share it around. Make sure to also leave a rating and review for the show. I am so thankful that you're here and that you tune in so faithfully. God is taking all the glory. That's all I can say. All right. Are you ready for my conversation with Lee? Here we go. Y'all, I have the awesome honor of having someone here in my podcast studio with me to record today's episode and it is my brother yes you're that right my brother lee amen lee why don't you introduce yourself i am so excited to have this conversation please tell us a little bit about who you are what you do what you love all the things i am really excited about this yo what up guys it is so great to be here uh it's so good to be here with you tara um, and I am proud to be the uh, first person to be with you in person um, while also recording this. 
Um, but yeah, like uh, Tara introduced me, I'm Lee. I am Tara's brother. And um, I recently graduated from Oregon State University, um, where I was a part of this uh, amazing Christian fraternity house called Varsity House. So, you know, a little bit yeah, of shout out yeah. there. <laughs> um, no, that was a huge part of, of my life in college for sure. Um, I got super involved there. And so, um, yeah, that was a, a major turning point in my life, I would say, especially for my faith as well. Um, just kind of making my faith my own after high school. Um, but no, a little bit uh, about me. I love to um, basically do anything active. I love snowboarding in the winter. Um, I love playing um, sports in the summer and just kind of, you know, being super outdoorsy. When you haven't torn your ACL. Yes, that is true. I did <laughs> tear my ACL in college playing flag football, um, but we won the championship. So so that's all that matters, right? Yeah. It and was then totally and then right Lee, there. the audacity after like a year of being good with the surgery, he does a backflip at my wedding for like the first time ever. Yeah, it Typical. was. Uh, <laughs> it had to be at the wedding, though. You know, I had to try it um, oh my gosh. for fame and for glory. Um. But no, yeah, um, I was also adopted from South Korea, just like uh, many of you probably know Tara was as well. Um, yeah, grew up in the same family um, and yeah, always loved hanging out with um, Tara and um, with each other. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. I love it. Yeah, so Lee and I, obviously brother and sister and like basically blood brother and sister even though we aren't if that makes sense um but it's been super cool to like not only like have Lee and my family support but just to it's it's been awesome the conversations we've had about what God's been doing and I think it's a cool thing about our family dynamic is we've always had that as a family to talk about the Lord and things of the Lord so um I've been wanting to have Lee on the podcast for a while actually it's been like months but <laughs> I mean it's God's timing we're here now so um but before we talk about what we're diving into today um I love to ask people their favorite things. So, Lee, you're on the show. I want to know what your favorite thing is, a favorite product, a favorite something that you're loving so that maybe we can start loving it too. Yeah, for sure. Well, I have a lot of favorite things or just, you know, things in general I love to do. Uh, something that I've been getting into more recently is actually um, spike ball. Mm, nice, um, nice. So I, I guess you could sort of call it a thing. Um, but yeah, I, uh, have been playing with a group at church, um, every week and that's just been super awesome to, especially in the summer, just to get out and stay active. And, uh, I actually might be competing in a tournament, um, in Portland, um, here in August. And so that's going to be super fun, but, um, yeah, I actually got into spike ball, um, a little bit in high school, but mainly in college, um, the guys at varsity house, we would always like to go play and it was just, it was super fun. Um, and so that's kind of, that's kind of my favorite thing I would love say it. right now I love it. that I'm enjoying. I mean, I'm definitely not like as diehard as a lot of people are with spike ball, but I, I think it's, I think it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually played the other night with some friends and no one wanted to be on my team. So well, you can always be on my team, Tara. <laughs> okay, I'll thanks. always take you and we would. I'm like, guys, I'm not that win. bad, but. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, well, before we start, actually, you didn't actually share what you're doing currently right now in your life. I mean, just so listeners know, like, I mean, obviously you have this big bend towards ministry as we're going to hear today. Um, but you know, what's your day to day kind of like, you know? Yeah. Um, well actually after I graduated from college, I accepted a job, 
um, working at a glass company called Blackline Glazing. And a lot of you are probably wondering what is glass <laughs> glazing and essentially um, it's basically installing glass into buildings and a lot goes into that. Um, but my job right now is I am in the shop and I do a lot of metal fab and it's really um, hands-on work, which has been super fun and it changes from day to day. Um, and so that's that's my day job, yeah. so to speak. Mm -hmm. But I am also involved um, pretty heavily in our local church ministry. Um, I help out a lot with our middle schoolers as well as our high schoolers. And, and young um, adults. So. And young adults, <laughs> yeah. Although I feel like I'm more part of that right. than I'm really helping out with it, even yeah. though um, I do that. And uh, I help out a lot with worship as well. I love to play guitar. Um, that's also... Um, one of my hobbies and I guess pastimes, though I don't play it as much as I would like to. Um, but yeah, that's that kind of fills up my week there, you know, um, on a day to day basis. So yeah, he's um, coming off doing um, 10 so 10 hour days. So um, I'm re I'm just even thankful that he that he's awake right now oh, at yeah. at what almost seven p.m. on a Friday night. But <laughs> <laughs> um, no, dude, I'm pumped. Um, I'm really excited to dive into today's topic. Um, I don't want any of the big words in the title to scare you away. As you're as you probably noticed from the episode title, um, wherever you're listening to the episode, you're probably seeing these words preeminent, significant, some of these big words, and um, we're here to unpack them because it's actually a really I, I feel like pivotal and uh, just pillar like foundation to our faith. So this is actually, you know, not something that we originally thought we'd be talking about on the podcast together, but it's something really cool that God has put on Lee's heart. So I'm going to kind of flip it over to you, Lee. Um, would you mind telling us a little bit about kind of where this theme um, of and, and words of preeminent and significant and all these things came from, you know, just share a little bit what God's been teaching you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this this kind of idea of of Christ or of Jesus being preeminent, not just significant, um, originally came from from actually a podcast that I'd heard um, from Breakaway Ministries, mm -hmm. who I think are located in Texas. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, some of you might be familiar with them, but I originally heard that um, that word and that idea from that podcast. Um, but the the idea kind of came back to me after a college retreat. Um, we had a guest speaker who actually Tara, um, had the amazing oh, yeah. chance to interview on her, um, podcast, mm -hmm. Grant Clay, and he was our speaker for that weekend. And, um, his whole theme or his whole idea was treasuring Jesus and ultimately with your entire heart, um, and that anything that we have competing with our heart or with, with Jesus um, means that we can't fully surrender our lives to him. Mm, yeah, yeah. And so that got me thinking a lot about this idea of being, um, of Jesus being preeminent and not just um, significance. Um, Grant had talked about Paul and how he suffered a lot for Christ, how he was in and out of prison. He was in and out of chains and he, and he, um, he suffered just, just a lot in his life and in his ministry, but yet he had complete joy through it all. Um, and, and I think a lot of that reason for that joy was because he treasured Jesus mm, yeah, um, as being first, as being Lord over his life um, because he was preeminent to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that meant that he treasured Christ above all else and nothing could separate him from 
that and from that love, which allowed him to have that, that joy. And um, to Paul, you know, really nothing else matters. So that's where that kind of, this kind of idea came from. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I mean, friends listening, you probably have this, um, you are, maybe are you, you already know what this word preeminent means. Maybe you already have a idea circling around your head. We're going to touch on that in a little bit, but, um, I had the really cool honor. I didn't hear Lee, uh, you know, share this message in person, but got to look over his notes and that's just kind of what sparked this episode. But he did a really crazy Google search the other day that like blew my mind, which usually it's like, okay, like that's our first response is to do a Google search. <laughs> um, but after you went on the retreat, you were curious about, you know, who the world, meaning just a general population, you know, culture, who um, who they defined as the most influential or important people in history in the world, which I think is huge right now because there's so many influencers or so many major people rising in this world. So I thought it was really interesting. So would you mind sharing how that Google search went and what you kind of found out? It literally, it made my jaw drop. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So um, along with this topic, I just basically did a Google search of the most significant or the most influential people, according to Google, um, in the world or or throughout history, however you kind of want to look at that. And um, so I guess I'll just read you the list here of Mm -hmm. of my results. So at the top was Jesus. Um, Second place was Napoleon or Albert Einstein, depending on which which website you went to. So I visited oh, like two websites. And so one said Napoleon, one said Albert Einstein, slightly different ranking system, but both had Jesus at the top. The third was uh, Muhammad. Fourth was William Shakespeare. Oh. Number five was Abraham Lincoln. George Washington came in sixth place and crazy. <laughs> but um, number seven was Adolf Hitler. Now I didn't say it was the most positive or the most benevolent (laughs) leaders throughout history, but just the most significant Mm. or influential, which you could definitely, definitely argue that I mean, everyone knows who Adolf Hitler was. Therefore, he left a lasting impact on our history. Sure, in, yeah. I mean, you know, he, he influenced, whether right. that's good or bad, because we all know you can influence right. in good or bad ways. No, absolutely. And the crazy thing that's really stood out to me was that Adolf Hitler only ranked six below Jesus. <laughs> that's crazy. And so while Jesus ranked in the top spot, he still only ranked with mere humans. And mm-hmm. so the idea of this, or, or the point, I guess, was that, you know, the world believes Jesus to be the most significant and one of the most influential people of all time. Like that's what the world says. That's right. who mm-hmm. they say Jesus is. You know, that was Google's, you know, top result. Um, and so, you yeah. know, I, I kind of began to reflect on that a lot. You know, is he just some significant guy who, um, you know, deserves a top place on Google's top list or is 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 he more than that you know? right right you know i think that's interesting because you know i would just i'm mean, even thinking about some people in you know in the mormon beliefs um i've heard i mean i need to do more research on this but i've heard that you know they believe jesus is a great guy influential guy awesome guy might be ruffling some feathers saying this but maybe not realizing who jesus truly is as this idea of preeminent um, and so I just think it's interesting because you don't even have to be of that belief, but it's even easy for us as believers to fall under this idea that Jesus is just in a list. Um, mm-hmm. And like Lee said, like literally in a list with fallible, sinful men, um, especially Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think that's crazy. Um, but let's just talk a little bit more about this word preeminent. So I think, again, it's easy for us as Christians just to ca- casually breeze over the name Jesus. We read it all the time in the Bible. You know, if you've grown up in the church or if you've known the Lord for any amount of time, it's just easy to breeze over that red letter name, you know, but 
We know that he was a son of God. We know that he died, but oftentimes it just loses true power in our lives. I mean, I'm going to be honest, that's, it, it happens to me. It has happened to me before, you know, in my life. But, you know, Lee, let's just break down this word preeminence or preeminent. Um, just kind of define it for us as we as we kind of continue in this conversation. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's one of those words that it's definitely easy to forget. Um, and so the dictionary definition of the nice. word preeminence, you nice. know, the Google dictionary result, <laughs> it, it, it means to surpass all others or have a paramount rank, which paramount um, means more important than anything else or supreme. So it's a rather simple um, word and definition, but yet in, in this situation, at least it holds a lot of weight for, I think, who Jesus is. And so, so that's what preeminent means to surpass all else or to come before all things. Mm. And, and, yeah. and it's more, I think, you know, I had this idea of, of Jesus kind of being number one, but it, I think it's even more than that mm, in the good. sense that instead of even this ranking system or even just being the top spot, it's, you know, it's even further above that. It's, it's, it's something you could, you know, it surpasses everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Um, whether it be in your life or, um, anything you could think about. So well, it almost sounds like it just doesn't even have a ranking because it's just so right. far beyond first place or any place, right. which is like kind of hard for like my mind to understand. Right. Um, no, I think, I think that's really important to understand what that means and actually how it applies. So um, personally, I've been, I've been working on this secret project lately. Um, I just dropped that, you know, (laughs) someday we're going to look back and be like, that's what she was talking about. Um, And it's basically one of the, you know, one of the biggest themes in this project is how our lives are truly not our own, you know, in Christ that when we become a disciple of Christ, we need to surrender and recognize who's truly in control. And, you know, what does this new life in Christ mean to us? And what are some truths about Jesus that we need to remember? I mean, there's so many things. And so let's talk about, you know, you even touched on your sermon about how when we realize that Jesus is preeminent, you know, what our new life in Christ looks like and what are some truths that we need to remember about Jesus? Because I think we need to remember who he is and what he's done for us. Because if we don't, I mean, we're not going to keep him in that place of preeminence. Right. Yeah. Um, I have... I have two kind of good verses that go along with that. Uh, Romans 14, seven through eight. um, It says this for none of us lives to himself. This is ESV. And none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. And Ephesians 4, 20 um, through 25 says this, but that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And so I guess for me, when I was going through this, you know, the first thing that really um, stood out is that, you know, our life is not our own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. In that, um, essentially as, as Christians, you know, we fully surrender our lives to Jesus. Um, and, and, you know, it says in Romans, you know, whether we live or whether we die, Mm, we are Jesus, we are his and his alone. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash truth talks. And so we have been called to a better way of life. We've been called to put off our old self, you know, to get rid of our way of sinful life um, and to put on the new self. And I think in, in Ephesians, it really highlights, you know, some of those truths um, and that new life in Christ, you know, that we were created in the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And I think that's something that I'm still trying to reconcile myself is trying to live this life of, of righteousness and holiness through the power of Jesus, through the Holy spirit and Jesus in us and to, yeah. and to rejoice in that, you know, to put off this old self and to live in this new self. And, and it's s- super difficult often um, to accept that identity, I think, especially when we, um, are faced with, um, just challenges and temptations and just even just a lot of sin in this world. Um, but it's, it's so true, you know, um, that we are Jesus and that Jesus deserves more Mm -hmm. than the number one spot, um, in, in the ranking list. So, right. I think if you, I think if you look at what he's done for us and, you know, just that new life and what he's given us. I think it's really, really sobering to remember that like that's our new life and that's how we need to position him because, you know, if we're not positioning him as number one, we're not Mm. going to remember, you know, what he's done for us really. I mean, truly, I don't think that could be possible. So um, I love that verse. I totally forgot about those verses. So it was really good to be reminded of that, but I'd love to, you know, just dive into a few more scriptures that God has put on your heart when it comes to this idea of Jesus being overall, because um, not not only is it just great to hear how these connect, but um, just love saturating these conversations and scriptures. So let's unpack some of the scriptures that you mentioned um, in your message too, and let's just talk about them. Sure thing. Yeah. Um, So I think you listed one of the the passages, Matthew 22, 37. which says, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Um, And on this idea of Jesus being preeminent, on this idea of treasuring God with your entire heart and not having anything else compete with it. Mm -hmm. um, I think we can often skip over, you know, some of the wording of this, of this passage. And this is a, a more well-known passage, you know, it's one of the 
you know, I think yeah. then it talks about, you know, what are the two greatest commandments? Yep. You shall love the mm-hmm. Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Um, it's one of those easy passages, I think, that we kind of breeze over, like you were mentioning earlier. Yeah. But I just love this verse and when it says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't say with some of your soul, a yeah. little bit of your mind, yeah. <laughs> and like a portion of your heart. But it says with every living breath you have, you are to love God. Um, and like we we had learned on the retreat that we we can't have anything to compete with God because the moment that we do, um, that's what we start to treasure. Like in Matthew 6, mm, 21, right. yeah. it yeah. says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so, you know, that's the question of where do you find your value? Right. You know, I think honestly, like that could be like, you reword that now, like I'm trying to reword scripture, but just in this case, like um, just where your rankings lie, Right. Like there, your treasure is going to be like, you know, like we we're just talking about this system, like we did that Google search and Jesus was in there, but also Adolf Hitler. So like where, like where are other things in our lives that are vying for, you know, our attention? And it's like, right. and you know, that can't even rank with, with Jesus and with our new life. Um, right. So that's like, that's super huge. Yeah. And, and kind of going along with that too, you know, I brought up the question, um, where does Jesus, you know, fit um, in your life? You know, um, where does he um, take place? Are mm-hmm. you are you the type of person you know that wakes up each morning and says, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna make a plan. I'm gonna make a goal to read my Bible um, and spend some time with Jesus, and and then you go to work." Right. Yeah. Um, or maybe you're the type of person who will spend time in the evening with Jesus because you're not a morning person, and you're like, "Oh, I just can't get up," and so you'll make that time for Jesus and essentially fit him into that part of your day. Um. And the, the entire, I guess, problem with that question is the fact that Jesus holds a place in your life, but he's not everything in every part of your life. You know, that question, where does Jesus fit in your life, I think could better, you know, be stated with. Uh, we want that, but it's like how, you know, like how do we actually keep him there, you know? And right. I don't know if I'm springing this on you, but let's just maybe b- back and forth a few ways. Like, is there any ways that God really taught you in your life just to keep him preeminent, to keep him, you know, not just this figure, but to be absolutely who he is as your mm-hmm. savior and just, I don't know, it, I mean, in a way, kind of prioritize him and right. not just like you said, fit him in, but, you know, circle your life around him, you know? Right. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good question. I think that's really good that you brought that up. Um, because in truth, I am extremely bad at this. <laughs> you know, after, you know, I think they say, um, especially if you're going to teach a sermon, that oftentimes you learn much more in your preparation than mm. you do actually delivering the sermon itself. And so as I was studying this and as I was preparing for this, it kind of just brought up a lot of things um, and after retreat too, but it brought up a lot of things in my life that I realized were getting in the way, um, of Jesus and mm. that there were a lot of things that I, um, <clears throat> just didn't realize, um, I had made idols or that I had treasured right. that were competing with Jesus. And one of those things even was, um, just watching TV before bed. Mm. Um, you know, that's something that I just had done every single night. Right. <laughs> and it's something that I began to think about and I began to think, you know, that, um, you know, why, why do I do that? Or, you know, why couldn't I start reading the Bible before I go to bed or, you know, start praying, you know, or, or even journaling, um, before I go to sleep. And there were just different things about, um, you know, like little things about, you know, going to to bed on time would help a lot with, 
um, waking up in the morning so yeah. I could spend all day with Jesus. Right, right. Um, or sorry, in the morning. And um, but I think one of the biggest things for me was just to realize that um, to take Jesus to work with me every day, mm-hmm. you know, to take Jesus to your friend's house or to take Jesus with you wherever you go, yeah, and and to talk with him throughout the day. You know that it's not something that um, you know Jesus isn't someone you just you know, spend time with, and then you put on your shelf. Yeah. You know, he's someone that is, is always with you and, and you should always be um, aware of his presence. And so something that I've really been trying to do um, more is, is, is just be talk, be talking with him throughout the day. Um, That's good. And to really yeah. just get practical with yeah. him and really just to, to begin to give him um, the little moments in my day, mm-hmm. you know, things that, you know, m- maybe I get angry with someone or maybe there's something that frustrates me and I, I just right. kind of stop and yeah. um, be still before the Lord and say, Lord, you know, like, I want to give this to you. I want to, um, um, yeah, surrender this and surrender mm-hmm. my life to you. Right. And so for me, I guess those are just some smaller baby steps heading towards this um, goal or this idea of, of Jesus being preeminent, of him being Lord over your life. And it's, and it's so much um, harder, yeah. um, you know, to implement. And, and, um, and so I think starting small is, is, is right. really huge and just realizing those things in your life that, um, are taking the place of Jesus or even those things that, um, you tend to focus on throughout the day that, um, are not of Jesus or of not of, of, of heavenly things. And so, yeah, I mean, the evaluating is huge. Like, like you said, even something like that seems harmless, like, you know, like spending time watching TV at the end of the day, which like, I know, I mean, Lee has a hard job. I know you listening, maybe you just had a hard day and that's just kind of a routine and it's a comfortable thing and it's relaxing. Like, I so get it. Like, I'm guilty of that too, but it's just like, I mean, it's going to be up to you and the Lord and kind of evaluating. It's like, what am I treasuring? Like Lee Mm -hmm. said, that passage in Matthew, like treasuring mean, what am I thinking about? What am I relying on? Like, what do I find myself just just gravitating to and what do I find that is hard for me to let go right like if you have to sacrifice it or you know if something came in the way I've always noticed that like when plans come in the way or other things get in the way people get in the way of these certain things in my life I'm like and then I react in a negative way I'm like okay maybe this isn't the best thing right um so I think that's really important to like analyze it too and like I like gave a message at our at the same middle school group that Lee was talking about about um about who Jesus is. And like, when you, when you know who Jesus is, the more you're going to trust him. And so I think just another practical way too, is just when you're reading to get to know the God of the Bible, like Mm. not only just the God of the Bible, but the God that sent his son to save you. Because I think when you know, like, I just give this example all the time. Like when I know who like Lee is, I know his character. I've seen who he is and what he's done and that he's, you know, he's trustworthy. He's this and that. Like I am going to be able to actually trust him more because I know who he is. And I think the same thing goes with our relationship with the Lord. Like Mm -hmm. if we don't actually realize or believe that Jesus is preeminent, if we don't realize that you know, he came to die for us and all these other things. We're not going to want to prioritize him. We're not going to want to do these things because you don't know that person. Right. So, um, I just think that's a really good, I don't yeah. know. That's another smaller step, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, no. And it's really cool that you mentioned that too. Cause there, there have been these two sayings throughout um, the recent years that have really stuck with me. The first is to know God and to make him known. Um, but the second is that your view of Jesus determines your response to him. Mm. And more and more recently, I realized that my view of Jesus is so, so small because yeah. my response to him is so small. Oh yeah, that's good. And, and just realizing that, that I'm finding it difficult on some days to even want to get into God's word, to mm-hmm. even treasure Jesus in the right way. And it's just because I don't, I don't know Jesus right. well enough right. and I don't know him, um, well enough to, um, 
to treasure him in the correct way or to yeah. respond to him yeah. in the correct way that I should. And I know that's something that we're always constantly working on and something that we're always growing in. But then like, honestly, it's like, well, think about it. Like, how do you actually get to know God that it's taking those small steps of being like, right. okay, I'm going to get in the word. I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk to you. Like all the things that you were saying, it's right. just that like, maybe just more consistently or, right. or just, you know, again, making more time or circling our lives around him, you know? Right. Um, so I think maybe the answer is like within itself, you know? I yeah. mean, well, and one of the things I've realized too, is that sometimes I'll get, I'll get bored. And I know this probably sounds bad, but I think all of us can experience this. Yeah. Is that oftentimes I'll get bored just studying scripture. I'll get right. bored just kind of reading the word. And so what I found to be extremely helpful is to, is to switch it up. Like maybe we'll yep. go for a walk and listen to a, a sermon or a podcast yeah, yeah. and then that will, you know, help me get into the right mindset to want to sit down and read the word or, or even if it's just a verse, you know, every, every few minutes or every hour, right. you know, and, it, and I think it's, it's really just, um, um, disciplining myself, mm-hmm. you know, creating a, um, a motivation, I guess, to get into the word, but really to switch up how you spend time with Jesus. And I think that can be really huge. And just even thinking practically, you know, that, you know, it doesn't, there's no one way necessarily to spend time with Jesus, as long as you are getting in the word, as long as Mm -hmm. you are studying scripture. Um, But I think too, that um, it can, it can be monotonous sometimes, but I think that um, switching it up and, and, and doing different things, um, can often yeah. help with that. Yeah. Um, and create maybe even a fresh aspect. And- sure. Yeah. No, that's, that's so important. You know, I used to be super, sometimes I still am, but I used to be super legalistic about just having my Bible time in the morning. I get my coffee, I eat my breakfast and I do Bible time before I do anything else. But to be super honest lately, I like my mornings have been packed. I just, I love to get things done in the morning. And to be honest, like Jesus, Jesus time was not one of the things I wanted to get done in the morning. Just for some reason it wasn't working out then, but like, last week, like every night I did my Bible time instead of the mornings. Mm. And I don't know. I mean, I've, I've gone back to the mornings, but I'm like, I'm, I was so re-energized by like literally getting in bed with my highlighters and my Bible and everything. And just like spending time. It just, for some reason it was, it was just really reviving, you know? Um, and the other day I went on like a 45 minute walk just down the road and I listened to a podcast and it was just, it was just super, super encouraging, um, and different. Um, and it was actually awesome for someone like me who like loves, loves the routine. But I think we right. underestimate how important, you know, switching it up can be, you know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things too, that, um, I've been learning and trying to work on is, um, I have this, um, mentality, uh, of when I work out, you know, the, or even goals of, you know, 10 minutes a day is better than not working out at all. And sometimes when I miss my routine of waking up in the morning and studying scripture, or reading the word, it's like, oh shoot, you know, I've missed it. And yeah, like, I kind of yeah. go on, but you know, I'm trying to m- more incorporate the mentality of, you know, even if it's just little, little bits of pieces, little times in the day where I can, um, be consciously thinking about Jesus mm-hmm. and be, you know, reading some scripture. It's, it's so much better than just skipping it all together, you know? Um, right. So just right. that, that more yeah. there. And honestly, like something that I just came to mind too, as we close is like, I think the, one of the biggest things is having a heart that wants to make Jesus preeminent in their mm-hmm. lives. Like not that Jesus already isn't preeminent. Like we don't make Jesus preeminent. He is. But like, I think even just having a heart, like I can tell it in Lee's heart and I can, I know like this is your heart too, listening that, you know, if you want to seek after the Lord, you want this too. And so I'm just, just want to encourage you that like, if you have a heart that is even just wanting this and craving this and craving to prioritize the Lord and to make your life about him, I just encourage you in that because 
again, I think that's the biggest part. We forget how important it is just to have that heart that's changed and a heart that wants something because God will work in that heart to, mm. to stir our affections, right. meaning what we actually want. And then those affections, like Lee said, are going to turn in into what we do and how we respond. And so, um, I don't know, it can be kind of discouraging, but I just, mm. I was just thinking how I'm like, I can obviously tell that. I mean, I mean, Lee knows like, you know, everything he's preaching, but I'm sure there's hard days, but I can tell that like his heart is like, I, I know that Jesus is preeminent and I want him to be that way. So Lord, like help me, you know, make it happen, right. you know? So, um, but to close Lee, um, why don't you leave us with, um, just kind of the challenges you kind of gave, um, people, um, that you're giving the message to when it comes to this idea of, you know, Jesus, not just being significant and influential, but being preeminent. Yeah. Um, that's really good. The, uh, the closing passage that I actually want to leave with you um, is, is Philippians 2, 14 through 16. Of course, it's another Philippians passage. I love it. Um, but I love this. It says, do not do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud that I did not did not run in vain or labor in vain. Um, and I think, I think that just, oh, it says, I mean, I couldn't summarize that even better. Um, but even just leaving you with a, with a challenge, um, you know, that we have been called, um, that we are children of God, you know, and that we have been called to a different life, um, to hold fast to God's word, you know, um, and that our goal is to be, to be blameless and innocent children of God. And so, I think, I think my biggest, my biggest challenge, I guess, for you and something I left with them is, um, you know, really to reflect on where does Jesus fit into your life and Mm -hmm. who is Jesus to you? You know, is he someone who's just significant? Is he just someone that you, um, put on the bookshelf once you're done? Or is he someone that you just, um, you choose to acknowledge or you choose to spend time with in the good times, um, or in the bad times even, and, and then forget him in the good times because life is so good. Or is he someone who you know, he's all you can focus on. He's all you can think about. And, and really he's someone who you would give your entire life to. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, it really comes down, um, to, to your purpose and like what, um, you know, like we shared or shared earlier in the, I think it was the Ephesians passage possibly about, you know, at the end of the day, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. Like, you know, nothing in this, we can't keep anything in this world, any material thing in this world. Um, and if we, you know, if our lives are headed towards, you know, success, if you're, if you're really holding on to whether it be, you know, financial security, if you're, if you're holding on to having the best job or, you know, living the best life, you know, like Jesus says that like all those things will, will pass away in the mm-hmm. end yeah. and only, only he will remain. And so I think it really begs the question um, of where is your heart? You know, what, what are you treasuring? Um, are you treasuring Jesus above all? Does Jesus come before everything and everyone else in your life? Or is he just number one on the Google ranking list? Yeah. You know, is he just yeah. significant like all the other people in history? Is he um, is he just kind of someone that fits into your life, but not is your life? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think that's that's the challenge for you guys. It's a challenge for me as well. Yeah. Something that uh, I'm constantly learning more and more. So. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I think that's a perfect place just to kind of just like stop and reflect and um, just kind of make a game plan, you know, and just kind of 
sit with the Lord and say, okay, where am I at? You know, where am mm-hmm. I at with this, with this idea? So Lee, I almost called you by your nickname. I call we we call huh. Lee Bert in the Amon family. Don't ask us why, but <laughs> well, you were supposed to be Ernie, I think, but oh, that gosh. wouldn't fly. I guess that wouldn't fly. But oh my gosh! Well, Lee, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, it was super super fun. Um, everyone, Lee doesn't have social media, but I still want you to screenshot this episode. <laughs> I still want you to repost. I want you to tag it away. Get this word out. Um, it's it's a heavy one, meaning it's just deep and it's packed, but it's really, really important. So um, thank you for your time tonight, Lee. Thank yeah, you for no coming problem. all the way over. He lives so far away. So far away. Like a whole a, less than a like mile. Like a mile away. But <laughs> well, thanks for being on here, Bert. Love yeah, you. Yeah, no problem. Love you, sis.